Have you or anyone you know ever used a lot of talk like this, where they pop up at the endings? Some people call it an uptick. I call it a lilt up. Well, it's not serving you the way you think it is. In fact, it could be the very barrier that's keeping you from getting to the next level in your professional career. Today, I'm talking about uptick, or as I call it, lilting up. Even if you don't do this, I think you'll get something from this episode. So I hope you won't miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goodwin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today. Thank you so much, as always, for being a subscriber and for leaving reviews. For those of you who are interested in leaving me a review over on iTunes, I would love it if you would do so. Take a screenshot of that review, email it over to me, Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at CaptivateTheRoom.com, and I'll send you a link to get a free copy of my book, my ebook. Well, it's bigger than an ebook. It's my whole book. It'll just be the digital version of Captivate the Room. So I'd love it if you do that. Now today, I am getting back to some very specific voice technique. We've been talking about using your voice the last couple of episodes, which I like to do a blend of technique, voice technique, really specific stuff, and using your voice. I think it all goes together all of it is the most powerful tool that you have. Today, I want to talk about uptick, or what I call lilting up. And I don't know if this is going to relate to you, but I guarantee you, you know somebody who this that needs to hear this episode. Or if I was going to do an uptick, I would say, who needs to hear this episode, right? And if you could see my face right now, you'd see that I have to literally crank my head and wink my left eye to to do this. But it's called an uptick. And it's very common, you know, I don't want to I don't want to pigeonhole it, but there are some geographical locations that it is indicative of. And it tends to start and be quite relevant with younger people. Now, I'm going to explain all of that. So don't feel like I've criticized you because it's no criticism against younger people. That's just where I notice it gets laid in. I know plenty of 50-year-olds that talk like this and they're asking you how, and they're, they're not asking you a question, but they're still asking you a question. Okay, so let's talk about where that comes from. And then I'm going to tell you what we hear in that, which is basically why you don't want to do it. And then we're going to talk about some ways to get rid of it. This is much more common among women, although I 
have worked with men plenty of times that have an uptick. I think it's just not as obvious because women go into an even higher pitch than men. Very common among women. Starts when they're younger, starts high school, maybe even younger, definitely starts in college. The history behind women's voices goes so far back. There's so much in the stories, in the genealogy, in the DNA about women's voices, and it's driven by society. There are so many societal implications on women's voices that oftentimes I find them more challenging to shift. Not all the time, but I do find them harder to shift. And it is all because of the societal implications that say women are supposed to be cute. They're supposed to be sweet. They're supposed to be little girls. So from a pretty young age, women start doing what they're supposed to be doing, being cute, being nice, being sweet. So guys can be cute and nice and sweet too, but they don't have that societal piece. When men pick this up, a lot of times it can be somewhat societal, but it can be environmental as well. And that is really where this gets going. There is that societal piece, but it is environmental and mimicking that we pick it up. So I mentioned geographical, not slamming the people out here in California. There's a whole lot of uptick out here, like the Valley Girl. Okay, that is real. That is geographical, just like other geographical places have different things. But you don't just have to be in California to be to be an upticker. There are situations where the pretty popular girl in high school talked that way. I can't tell you the number of situations where people have said to me, well, when I was in high school or when I was in college, and I worked at the pizza place, or I worked as a receptionist, or I worked at this, and the boss told me I had to answer the phone that way. Jones and Smithville, raise pizza. Can I help you? Raise pizza. This is Karen. Can I help you? Okay, because there is this belief that that is friendlier, that it is sweeter, that it is nicer, that it'll make you more money. And I see where that's coming from. But from my experience, I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, it's sweeter than raise pizza. What do you want? Yeah, that's not good. But yet it is still sending a message that we are processing on the subconscious level that is not ultimately what you want. And I'll get to that in a minute. So we've got all these people, all these circumstances, all these geographies, all the societal implications making us do this little thing. For men and for women, it could be unsurety. You're in an environment that is not stable and you're not sure where you stand. That can create an uptick in men or women. Certainly in a scenario like I was raised in, you never knew what you were going to get. You had to speak with incredible caution when you spoke, when you were even allowed to speak. So now I don't have an uptick, but I believe if I remember right in high school, I did. 
And it was from years of caution when asking for something. So that can lay it in. But like I say, it is much more indicative of people laying this into women for societal reasons to keep them cute, keep them sweet, keep them this, keep them that. And then women get in front of me and they're in their 40s and 50s and 60s and they've been doing it their whole life. And they're in front of me because they're not taken seriously because they can't get to the next level. And it is because of that uptick. I've worked with countless people, men and women, but especially women, they're very aware of it. And they can tell me exactly when they put it in and they know exactly when they do it and they know it is keeping them from the next level because it is. Now, why? It's not that your boss or your the person that you're interviewing with or your employer, they're not sitting there processing going, gosh, her voice is so annoying with that uptick. That's really awful. They may notice it, but the bad part is what they're processing on the subconscious level. And what we hear in an uptick is doubt, asking for permission, unsurety, caution. So I'm actually working with several men right now that have upticks. So it is common. These particular men have had some pretty significant dings. Now, you know that I talk about dings are the times that you were ultimately silenced. You used your voice and you were lamb blasted. Somebody told you to shut up. Somebody told you to stop talking. Somebody made fun of your voice. Those are dings and they are silencing. So there's caution. There's doubt. There's permission. I'm asking you for permission. I work with people all the time. They're going on a job interview and they're not getting called back. They're not getting, I think, that, is that what you call it in an interview? That's what you call it in an audition. You get called back. And it, that is why. Now, I mean, obviously they're qualified for the job, et cetera. But if I am asking you to explain to me an expert principle or asking you a question about how you would manage something and you fill the room with an uptick, my subconscious mind is going to process that as they're asking me. She's asking my permission. He's unsure. He's got a lot of doubt about that answer. I don't think he's our person. Now, this is all going down on the subconscious level. But when the subconscious hears that, well, what I'd like to tell you about in my work over at Smithville, that's what it's processing. And then that person says, I don't know that this person can handle the work. So when you hear me talk about what are you revealing in your voice and is that truly you, that's what I'm talking about. You are an absolute expert. You are an absolute genius at what you do. You know the answer to the question, but what is coming out in your voice because it has been laid into your muscle memory who knows how long ago, is asking for permission? Is it okay if I give you this answer? I'm not really sure. I'm doubting. I'm wondering what you think. I don't know. But you do know. And you're saying the words that tell me you know, but what am I processing from? 
I'm not going to process from the words. I'm going to process from your voice. And so you're not getting called back for the next interview. You're not getting the promotion. You're not getting taken seriously. Yeah, you could be perceived as sweet, but you know what? You could be a total nightmare and just have an uptick in your voice. I've heard that too. So that is an illusion. Whoever it is that's out there telling women and or men that they need to be sweet on the phone, I want to talk to them. Because that's not how you be sweet on the phone. How you be sweet on the phone is reveal who you are with vocal energy and enthusiasm. It's about vocal energy that makes me sound sweet. Not this. This makes me sound like a little girl. And then what happens to these women that I mentioned earlier, this gets laid in, women or men. It gets laid in high school, junior high, college right out of college, and it gets put in that muscle memory. And this is just that much more validation about what is in that top layer of muscle memory is what you are going to deliver, irregardless of what you think. So you may even know that you're doing the uptick, but it is in the top layer, and that's what's going to come out. And then what happens, again, Back to society, and you've heard me talk about this before, people get afraid to get rid of it. They get afraid to speak with confidence, with a solid voice, because they're afraid they're going to be considered or called, and this is for my women, a bitch. And it's classic. And that is why when I say that women can be more challenging. I don't mean difficult. I don't mean bad. I don't mean, I don't mean that in any way. I mean, in the societal implications for women, the stakes can be higher because there is a fear. If I let that go and I stand in my solid, confident voice, that I'm not going to be considered nice anymore. I'm not going to be perceived as nice anymore. And here's the thing, the only way you're going to be perceived as not nice is if you actually start talking with the tone of a jerk and the words of a jerk. Getting rid of the lilt will not do that. Getting rid of the lilt will make you sound more professional, more mature, more competent, more confident. And sometimes simply just getting rid of a lilt in a client, sends them on their way to speak with greater confidence. Now, you know, it's, it's in the muscle memory. And so to get rid of it, we have to go after it with the muscle memory. But I want to encourage you, if you are a lilter, to consider letting it go. Because it's not working in your favor. And if anything, it is working against you because of the message that we're processing from it is you're not that professional or you're not that much of an expert or that you really are doubting yourself or you're asking for my permission. If I want to hire you to be the expert, why do I want to hire someone who's going to ask for my permission to do your job brilliantly? Does that make sense? 
So the first thing that we have to do is become aware of it. And like I say, most of the people that I work with, I don't know if I can give you a percentage, I'd say 85% know they do it. They're very aware of it. Some of them are not, but most of the people are very aware. And they just don't know how to let it go or don't want to let it go. But you've got to become aware of it. That's the first thing because we have to flatten it out. And sometimes people can literally just be aware of it and start shifting it in the moment. Generally, the way awareness works is first you become aware of something after you've done it. Oh, did it again. Then when you, you, you're aware that you're doing it for a while, and then what happens next is your awareness shifts to when you are doing it. As you are doing it, ah, I'm doing it, right? And then the next step in awareness is catching yourself before you do it. So that can literally be almost thinking your way through, not lilting. So if you're used to answering the phone, Smith and Barney, can I help you? You, the phone rings and you want to be aware, I'm not going to lilt up. And so you flatline first, Smith and Barney, can I help you? Or maybe even take it down. Smith and Barney, can I help you? Right? The goal is just in the awareness that you're not going to do it. So that's the first thing that you want to do. You know, and don't, and it, it can be a slower process. Don't get frustrated with it. You know, that catching yourself after, catching yourself in the middle, and then catching yourself before. Now, if you work at a desk, you can take a little sticky note and put a little sticky note and write, put it on the phone or put it on your computer and say something like no lilt or no uptick or speak down or whatever you want to write. And so then when you answer the phone or when you talk to someone, you start implementing that. I would normally say this like this, but now I'm going to normally say it like this. And it's okay if you go flat first. I call that cleaning the canvas. Your canvas is painted with a lilt or an uptick, whatever you want to call it. Your vocal canvas has that painted on it. We want a new picture. Well, we don't want to paint over that. I mean, we, we are in muscle memory terms, but it's better if we just clean that out of there and put something new in. Because see, you can't properly utilize pitch play if you're forcing a lilt. Pitch or melody, pitch play or melody is where the trust is built. So it's impossible for you to speak with melody like I do or like maybe you do, or you know other people where there's ups and downs and highs and lows at various points. It's impossible when you're working with a lilt because a lilt is a pattern. And anytime there's a pattern, it has to be cleaned out because you think you're doing vocal variety. You think you are using pitch play. And what you're really doing is enhancing the lilt. So that's that perception reception. You think you're using vocal variety. You're not. And it comes with every pattern. No matter what the pattern is, the pattern of pausing, the pattern of fast, the pattern of lilt, the pattern of dropping the endings. Invariably, I say to people with patterns, do you think you're using vocal variety? And they say, yeah, oh yeah. And I'll say, you're not using a lick of vocal variety. 
you're enhancing your pattern. So we've got to flatten this thing out. So become aware of it. Become aware of it. Catch it at the end. Catch it in the middle. Catch it before you do it. Then you can say sentences out loud. You can read out loud. And I'm just giving you a couple of things that you can work on here. You know, everybody is different. And things like this, I get a little careful about because I don't want to put anything in your muscle memory that we don't want in there. And I don't know what you're doing. So I have to be really careful. I'm not going to give you all the techniques because I don't want you to put something in that we don't want in there. But you can play with these and you, you should get results from these. So say some sentences out loud. Now, you can get a book and you can read out loud or you can simply talk out loud, talk to yourself out loud, whatever you're more comfortable with. And I want you to just say the words with no inflection whatsoever all the way to the end and then read another sentence with no inflection all the way to the end. And then if you're speaking out loud, speak out loud with no inflection all the way to the end. Now, is this the end result? No, because then you'd be boring. But remember, we have to clean that canvas. So we're gonna clean that lilt out. So you wanna practice that, saying those sentences about five, six, seven minutes a day for 10 days or so, maybe two weeks. That is your homework. The becoming aware of it is as you do your daily rounds out in life, when you're at work, when you're talking to people, you're aware of it, you're catching it, you're shifting it. And then you're doing this five to seven minute practice every single day for 10 days or two weeks and see if that levels it out. The chances are really good that it will. Now, like I say, everybody's different and there are other techniques that I use when people are sitting right in front of me, but this is a great start. You want to get rid of it because it's not the way, it's not the choice to be perceived as nice. If you want to be perceived as nice, use the pull elements and reveal to me who you are. If you want to be considered sweet, same thing. Be kind. Reveal a kind heart to me. Because this is actually revealing doubt, asking for permission, all of those things that you don't want, right? You want to speak with confidence. You want to be taken seriously. So the lilt has to go. And here's the thing. You're going to be okay without it. You think you're not because society has led you to believe that you need it. And you maybe even like it and it feels very comfortable. But in order to get to the next level in your business, in your professional world, it's got to go. Whether you're 20 or 30 or 50 or 70, male or female. All right. So that's it for today. That was uptick or lilting up, as I call it. And that's it. So until I see you next time, I hope that was helpful. I know that, you know, you might not have an uptick, but if you have someone who does, you might want to share this episode with them. Hopefully it will help them out because that's what this is all about. 
getting everybody out there to speak their truth, use their voice beautifully. And I believe we can teach others how to do that. So that's it for today. Until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 